Our second reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah, who was called in his life to speak a word to the world. This is the story and the experience of that call, and this is what happened. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly, I do not know how to speak, for I'm only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then God put out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I've put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord. Join me in a prayer. You surprise us in so many ways, O oh God, through the gift of children, through the eagerness and curiosity that they bring to our world. to the wisdom of those who've gained great experience in life. You surprise us in so many ways. Surprise us this morning with a word, a word, a word that might change how we live. In Christ's name, amen. How many of you have ever said something that you later wished you had not said? How many? How many of you have thought of what you should have said after you said it and you said to yourself, that's what I should have said. That's it. Why didn't I think of, why was I not thinking if I'd only said, oh, but now it's too late, right? You ever done that? How many of you know someone who says too much, just keeps saying things and talking and talking and talking? How many of you know, how many of you are that person? There they are. There's a couple of willing souls. Every now and then in life, we do say things we later regret. We say things that we don't mean. We say things that other people take in a way that we didn't mean or intend. We say too much. 
Sometimes we don't say enough. Sometimes we say amazing things. And we're baffled ourselves. Where did that amazing thing come from? I'm not that smart. How did that? Other times we can't think of a word to say to save our lives. Speech and language can be a difficult, cumbersome, awkward thing. And yet, words can be very powerful. There are moments in our nation's history where it seems as if the world fell silent after something someone said. I think of Abraham Lincoln or Martin Luther King or Mother Teresa. Amazing things that have been shared. Language is very powerful. A, a single word can change the entire world. Words can also hurt. They can sting. That old adage, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is a nice gesture. It really is, but it's just not true. It's really not. Words do hurt. Words can sting. A word shared can last a lifetime. That may be why it is so awkward when we try to say something because deep down somewhere in the crevices of our being we know, we know the power words can have on a life. When I was in second grade, I, well, kindergarten through third grade before I changed schools, I had a friend named Elizabeth. I'll never forget Elizabeth. She was born with a, a condition where her spine was crooked. And in fact, it was so bad that she had to wear a neck brace that not just that's the part you saw, but when you patted her on the back, you realized it went all the way down her back and it was this contraption that she had to live in every single day. And as I got to be friends with her, I realized and learned that every day after school, at some point in the evening, she had to strap into this medieval-looking contraption that was designed to help, from, help her spine from getting worse. Every day, she lived a very painful life. She learned in second grade that that was as tall as she was ever going to be. It was a condition that finally took her life in high school. I'll never forget her. I remember her strength of spirit and determination. I remember it even in second grade, even at that young. It, it impressed, she impressed that upon me. I also remember some of the things that the other kids said to her. Hurtful things. They were just kids. They didn't know. They were just and she managed to uh, crack a smile and, and shrug it off, but don't try and tell me that she was able to forget those things. As much as I know she tried to forget them, I know she never did. What you say matters. 
Our struggle with speech is not new. It's, it's an old thing from the very beginning when we first started to be able to verbally communicate and we struggle with it. Even before then, we've, we struggle with how to communicate and, and what to say. We see it all through Scripture. The disciples struggled with what Jesus was telling them. The Pharisees, the same thing. The people that heard Him speak on the hillside, same thing. They also struggled with what to say to other people as their life went on and they were living out this life of faith together. They, they struggled with that. It's, it's all through Paul acknowledges his own struggle with it. Why is it that I do what I don't want to do? You substitute speech in there. That's Why is it that I say what I don't want to say? And if I say what I don't want to say, then what is that? It must be sin within me. It must be, he's trying to categorize it and give some perspective to it, right? He's trying to, to understand it and and acknowledge that part of himself that he would much rather just get rid of if he could. I do say what I don't want to say. Jeremiah admits right off the bat that he hadn't a clue. He didn't have a clue. I'm just a kid. I don't have a, I don't have a clue what to say. What do I say? He's needing reassurance. He's needing to be assured, reassured that what he says isn't solely up to him, that there's something else at work in the words that come through his lips and outpour out of his, out of his soul, that there's something greater at work here. He's needing that reassurance. And now I'm no biblical scholar, but the reassurance that he does get, it seems clear, shapes his entire life from that point on. In fact, as you read that passage that we just read, you can almost feel God getting closer to him as he gives him the response to his question of, I don't know what to say. God comes in close and says, I will put my word on your lips. Another way of saying it would be to say, my word will be in your words. Your words will have my word. That reassurance that God shows up in what we say. Now that's, that's an intriguing thought. And we believe that, that God shows up in something as simple as what we say. God appears. It's peculiar to people of faith, this thought that even in our words, God shows up. In fact, it's part of our calling as Christians to to think about what we say because God might just show up in the words that we use. We're called upon to share the good news of Jesus Christ in all that we do and all that we say. We say these things all the time. God in our thinking, God in our acting, God in our hoping, and yes, God in our speaking, showing up in what comes out of our mouths. 
We believe that. Do we practice it? Do we think about that? What would happen if you were to remind yourself that God could show up in what you're about to say? Would it change the words you use? Would what you say and how you say it be affected by the mere thought that God shows up in that way? Would you be so quick to throw out the first thing that's on your mind or shout at another person or, or rant at the world and the experience around us? Would you be so quick to do that if you, if you thought about how God might show up? What would change. The message today is very simple. We can learn from Jeremiah that what we say matters. What we say makes a difference. In fact, you have the power to completely level another person or to lift them up into the heavens. That's the power of words. And you have it. What we can also learn from Jeremiah is that there's no magic bullet. There's no secret list that we can check off and then be given the right words to say in any given moment, at any given time. We are going to continue to struggle with these words, just like Jeremiah did. And boy, he certainly continued to struggle. Don't think for a second that as soon as he had this reassurance from God that all of a sudden everything became easy for him and he just didn't have to think about it at all. We make that mistake all the time. We see people doing good things, you know, and things they're good at, and we automatically go, well, it's, it clearly just comes easy for them. They probably don't have to try all that hard. That's not true. The good things that we are good at take work. The amazing gymnast Simone Biles doesn't just get on that floor and do what she does. She works at it every day. There's prayer and practice and determination involved in doing what we do well. Michael Phelps, Katie Ledecky, they don't break world records without swimming lap after lap after lap after lap after lap every single day. I know that at times they wanted to just give it up altogether and there were certainly other times where they found new energy and excitement for it. When I picture Jeremiah, I picture him wrestling with his vocabulary in the same way that a swimmer wrestles with the water, the same way that a gymnast wrestles with the balance beam wanting to find just that right word that the words world so desperately needs to hear, adding some things, taking things away, struggling with it. I picture him 
getting on his knees and saying to God, I don't know what to say. Help me with what to say. May your word be in my words. Do me a favor. Take on the words of Jeremiah's prayer. I see a lot of trash talk on the internet from people I know, people in this church. And I can't help but wonder if we just paused for a moment before reacting and asked God to guide the words on our lips and reminded ourselves of that phrase, my word will be in your words. Pause. Ask God to speak through you. After all, words have the power to pluck up and pull down, to overthrow and destroy, or to build and to plant. A single word can change the entire world. Let us pray. We do struggle with what we say, oh God, we always have. May Jeremiah's call story remind us of the importance of what we say. That the struggle we have with vocabulary is a good one, that we are in fact called to it, to struggle with our words like a swimmer struggles through the water and a gymnast struggles with the balance beam. Help us pause before we react to the world so that we might ask your guidance, seek your presence in what we say. And through that prayer, may we be encouraged to offer the world a word of hope. May we be strengthened in offering the world a word of love. May we be taught to show your grace in all that we say and do, knowing that you, in fact, show up. Give us the grace to offer grace to others when they make mistakes. Help us to get past the words they say and seek out the person that says them. Enliven us to a life filled with who you are and bless us on the journey. We pray in Christ's name, amen.